Welcome to the Overwhelm is Optional podcast, where each week we find ways to gently rebel against the nonsense that overwhelm and exhaustion are just the price you pay to have the life you want. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the Overwhelm is Optional podcast. And today, because we've got so many new people, and also because Sometimes we just need reminding of this, right? It's really simple to make overwhelm optional for you. You decide and then you practice. You commit, you go all in. And any time you catch yourself where you're thinking, oh my God, I've lost it all. I've forgotten. I'm getting sucked back into overwhelm. Pause and notice. Is that really true? Because I bet it's not. I bet what's actually happened is you're just at a different level. So what can often happen is we clear the overwhelm. We get out of survival mode. We start thriving again. We go for bigger things because we have the capacity to. And because as humans, we always want more. And that's a good thing. But then we think, oh my goodness, I'm overwhelmed. Overwhelmed by what? Overwhelmed by so many good things in your life? Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you do feel like you've gone back to the original overwhelm, which which includes that endless cycle of overwhelm and exhaustion. You can still get out of it really fast. Here's how. Step one. Step one. Just notice. What we tend to do is run away from the overwhelm. Oh, my goodness. I, I just... I'm not overwhelmed. I can cope. I can get rid of this. It's like this running, running, and it's it's just building up like a snowball behind us. Stop. Pause. Notice. Notice how you feel. What's going on for you right now? So I've had like a super busy January. I wasn't expecting it. I said yes to some things that were in line with my main goals for this year, and it's been fantastic. I haven't felt overwhelmed. I could have easily have got overwhelmed because I was overwhelmed by opportunity. And a lot of those opportunities were about learning. And when I'm learning, because learning requires us letting go of the old to make space for the new, can be overwhelming. By definition, learning requires facing cognitive dissonance. It's it's an overloading the mind into and then seeing new perspectives. It's it's tiring to learn when we learn deeply. But because I've practiced this methodology of the gentle rebellion for years now, it's I'm really noticing how much easier it is for me to both resist the overwhelm and notice the overwhelm and do something about it. So I'm not going to tell you that I never get sucked back into that original, you know, if we if we talk about the the kind of overwhelm that draws you to my podcast in the first place, the the overwhelm where it's prevent it's life crushing it's headed for burnout it's stopping us living our lives i'm not going to tell you i never feel like that again what i am going to tell you is i don't feel like it for long because i recognize it and have the tools to do something about it and i would argue that that's more valuable to you than somebody who's you know sometimes i think am i getting so far away from that original sticky life crushing overwhelm that i'm no longer as helpful to people who were where i was if uh say like 10 eight years ago no because i can still see it happening if i'm not paying attention if i'm not completely committed to my practice if i i don't know sometimes life throws you curveballs right so it's not about not having curveballs it's not about trying to keep everything flat and still as Dizan, my uh the zen master i trained with said on his episode you don't want to stop the dance of life but you want to be able to notice it rather than being sucked up in it Does that make sense? So step one, notice, seriously notice, admit I'm overwhelmed. (laughs) Then step two, drop the judgment around it. Really important. 
So you're noticing what's going on, you're observing. So you are not the overwhelm. You are not actually on the roller coaster. You are not actually going around in circles. Once you observe it, you can see that it is a circle. It is a repeat pattern, although I bet there's something different each time slightly, which is worth paying attention to because that breaks us out of that ridiculous idea that we're completely stuck. Things are changing all the time. We're rarely actually identically in exactly the same place. That was a terrible sentence. Sorry. Um, so by observing, we can detach from it and then we can get super neutral. So drop the judgment. There's nothing wrong with you. Nothing's gone wrong. You haven't failed. You're not rubbish at this. You're not rubbish at life. You're not weaker than other people. Other people may or may not be doing what you call better. Drop all of that because better than, worse than, any sort of shoulds, oughts, I should know better, I should be better at, I should be more organised, I should be able to cope better, I used to be able to cope, what's wrong with me? That's all judgment. Drop that as well. So now you're observing both things. You're observing the overwhelm, which is just useful information. It's a course correction. It's an opportunity to reevaluate. Then you're, you're dropping the judgments. So you're noticing neutrally. So now you can see all of the judgments and the pressure that you're putting on top of yourself. Other people aren't doing that. You are. And the great thing about that is once you realise that, even though there may be some grief and kind of shame involved in, oh, my God, why do I put so much pressure on myself? Notice that, too. So it's like an, you can notice and notice and notice, can't you? We can keep observing. But you don't need to spend ages on this. You don't even have to messy journal it out. You can just in any moment get out of overwhelm. Notice the overwhelm. Even in the end, we can get to kind of some even gratitude for it. It's like, oh, thank goodness I noticed the overwhelm because that means I'm going about things in the hardest possible way. Then drop the judgment. Notice all of the pressure you're putting on yourself because you're judging yourself harshly. Then drop the judgment about the judgment because we all do it. It's just human condition. Step three, change your focus. Now, this is really important. Perspective shifts matter hugely, 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 hugely. So if you believe that overwhelm is a weakness and that in order to get to the ease, you have to push through the overwhelm, a good example of this is when I achieve this, then when this busy period ends, then I'll find some calm. When I get to the end of my to-do list, then I'll feel at ease. Now, as soon as you do that, you're giving the power, your own power away. You can, particularly if you were like me, trying to change a whole system, trying to change a whole organisation, trying to make, this is the classic case of um, when we try, we want the world to be a better place. So we try really, really hard to um, rearrange everything and make other people change instead of saying, right, I'm going to be the change. I'm going to start with me because our only power is there. We can't change anybody else. We can force them and manipulate them and make them feel miserable. But we need them. We need them to be celebrating themselves and doing things in a way that's joyful for them. That's what if everybody was being themselves, loving themselves, being at ease with themselves, that that would just ripple out. Ease would meet ease and it would ripple out. And you think, well, I'm being naive. Well, let's just think about darkness and lighting a candle. So bright, so bright. And you know that if you walk into a room of people or into a meeting, the person that you're drawn to is the person who just is at ease with themselves. Even if there's somebody shouty and aggressive and manipulative, 
passive aggressive you know all the all the mixture joyful mixture of us as humans and our our behavior at different times in our lives and at different times depending on how we're feeling um the person who can just be and who can quietly say i think we should do this or is just listening i mean even if they don't say anything those people who have that presence now this is really important i don't want to separate i hate it when people are separated into they're a good person they're a bad person they're a calm person they're a stressy person they're a drain they're a radiator i really don't like that because we have all of that inside us and at different points and at different times in our life we'll behave in different ways so i know when i used to be super stressed i could be quite manipulative i didn't realize i was being manipulative i was scared of breaking so i was trying to control everything so I was probably quite terrifying at home, not terrifying, in life, but, you know, I can get a little bit tyranty if I'm scared, because this is going back to that toddler, toddler tyranty thing. You know, like I need my dinner to be ready when I come home from work, because otherwise I can't cope. You know, my blood sugar would be too low. That kind of control of like if I have everything sorted and everything goes smoothly, then I'll be able to cope at work. It's not much fun to be around and I just don't have that anymore and I'm so grateful I'm really learning to celebrate even more that that that's not me anymore but that doesn't mean I never get into that mode again if I and it, it's always fear-based always fear-based like I don't want anything to go wrong I want everything to feel good I want everyone to be happy what's gone wrong I'm sure you can relate to this so we've got the three steps notice the overwhelm then neutrally notice your observation of yourself drop the judgment it's not a weakness there's nothing wrong with you third step which i'm still rambling about by telling you stories why because stories help us they help us connect with each other they help us connect to ourselves step three is to look for ease and deliberately cultivate ease with the belief the change in perspective that the ease and the overwhelm coexist and the overwhelm and the ease is eventually a choice. Now, this is very important. Drop the judgment around, well, Heidi says overwhelm is optional, but it doesn't always feel like that for me. No, because it takes discipline. It takes commitment. It takes new skills and new beliefs. The new beliefs are, I can make overwhelm optional for me. I do have a choice. The, the, the skills are the skills that I teach. So that would be neutral noticing, which is the first two steps we've just gone through. Noticing neutrally, being able to pause, get off the roller coaster, observe yourself. This is a very, very old technique that has been taught for thousands of years. It works. It's what we cultivate when we practice mindfulness meditation, the ability to notice and observe and not be attached, not be caught up in the storminess of our mind or even the calmness of our mind to notice that that's just how things are at the moment. That's the dance of life, as Dyson calls it. So step three is to deliberately believe and seek out ease. So the ease is there. Now, if you practice the first two steps, what tends to happen is you you if you notice there's already some ease oh there's nothing wrong with me oh overwhelm's just signs and symptoms it's useful information oh i'm not the overwhelm immediately there's some ease there there tends to be some relief now if there isn't you might have to deliberately cultivate it you might have to go one step further and say right how can i find some ease how can i let go where am i beating myself up just anything that will get you towards ease what makes you feel good in this moment sometimes i feel the need to get on my exercise bike and just go 
and it's like oh that feels better even though I haven't recycled anywhere because it's winter um, or maybe doing something like unexpectedly lovely is a really good one for this so at the moment there's beautiful sunlight coming onto my table if I absorb myself in the beauty of that the beautiful frosty January morning immediately I feel better because it starts to reset my nervous system another good one for me is the softness of my dog's ears like what is it about dog's ears I mean they're just so lovely right or my beautiful cat so finding something cultivating ease either either finding the ease now ease is a is an interesting one because you obviously can't work for ease it's the opposite of working for you don't achieve ease you have to allow ease so the easiest way is usually to notice your judgments and let go of them or, or actually just notice them because by noticing oh i'm judging myself really harshly we often get this oh right so that's just my mind having a stormy time it's not me i am not i am not my mind's judgments about me there's nothing wrong with me i'm it's like being it's like being the ocean and the thoughts the the thoughts about the overwhelm the symptoms of overwhelm which make you feel like you're not coping very well or not living well enough or whatever it is that's just the stormy wave and you're just you're the ocean you're kind of I kind of sometimes imagine myself meditating at the bottom of the ocean and there's all this beautiful, deep blue, amazing water and I feel really good. And then there's this storminess. Does that help? So cultivating feelings of ease or allowing feelings of ease. The allowing um, often happens from the first two steps. So it's just there. You just have to move your attention towards it. We get we get what we focus on. We get more of what we focus on. Energy flows where attention goes. So noticing any ease in the body. So as soon as I say to you, there's nothing wrong with you. Do, can you feel in your body anywhere that just feels a bit nicer? It starts to let go a bit. If so, you're going to hone your focus on that. You're going to go, oh, I like that. And you're just going to go towards the ease. It's a bit like, so if overwhelm and ease coexist, you can point your nose, like if you were a boat, you can point the nose of the boat towards the overwhelm, focus on it, try and problem solving it, get more and more overwhelmed trying to do something about it and, and obliterate it. Or you can move towards the ease and go, oh, there's, there's some ease at the same time as the overwhelm. As soon as you see that, things change, right? So that's my three steps to get out of overwhelm fast. If you want this in audio format so you can practice and get immediate relief from overwhelm throughout your day in just 60 seconds, go to my website, scroll down the home page, get the one minute mark, my free audio, or click the link below this episode in the show notes. I hope that helps. Let's do this, guys. Let's get rid of this overwhelm, live with more ease and joy and all the exciting stuff that comes when we learn how to do this. Right. Have an unexpectedly lovely week. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for being part of this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do take a little moment of your time to share it, like it, etc. to help other people find it. And if you'd like to know more about my work, please go to www.tidymark.co.uk. Thank you.